0: Well hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. It's a pleasure to have you back on board wherever you are listening to us from around the country around the world. Thank you for giving up your time to listen to Magic Mike and myself talk about our week in golf but more importantly talking about uh, things that have popped up and our radar in the world of golf and uh, we might have a chat about Mike's big debut at the uh, Vic Open Pro-Am last week. Mike is standing by he's coming on board he's got some hot tips and some hot takes let's bring him in Mike Magic Mike. Did I just call you Mike, Magic Mike? Mike? Did I? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's too many mics. Um, Magic Mike, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, how are you?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Been a busy week so far. Um, lots going on at work and lots going on in golf. I, I don't think we've had a busier week in golf in a long time, but
0: yeah. Uh, lots going on in your personal world of golf and uh, the world of golf and um, also uh, people often ask me how did the term Magic Mike come about and there's no uh, clever way to disguise it that uh, it, it rhymes and you know there's a pretty famous movie that uh, a new one it, it, out. is coming back <laughs> so it's, it's only appropriate that um, we give uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance a, a, a pump up. Uh, someone did mention in the, in the uh, Discord um, the other day about Magic Mike and I said who's going to get Mike's Last Dance, I'm not sure if anyone caught on but uh, anyway Magic Mike more yeah, so. More so because your tips are magic and uh, I'm not sure how your tips went last week. We'll get to that. We've got a few things to talk about. But more importantly, I said right there at the intro, you were still recovering from your big week of golf at uh, debuting the Vic Open Pro-Am as part of Team Bushnell. We pumped an episode out last week with Tom Powerhorn, TPH, Tommy Power. It was was a lot of fun. Uh, Sort of random because we did it as we finished our golf, but um, I think a little bit of the M-Log mojo wore off. My, not the full, maybe not the full effect, but a, definitely a little bit of mojo r- rubbed
1: off on Tommy Powpow. Thoughts on that? I certainly did. I mean, we, we, he's a very good player. We know that. Um, he obviously won Gippsland. He's won Gippsland twice. But I, I think, um, yeah, there's no doubt that there was a little bit of. He didn't rub your belly at any point, but there was certainly something that transferred over to him because he played very well.
0: Uh, He's a quality man and quality golfer. And uh, it was a lot of fun standing on a fairway uh, post-round talking to a fine young man who, you know, we we do this a bit. We talk about pro ams and uh, we've been uh, in and around a couple now. And um, it's good to see these young people that you get to meet. You know, I, I didn't know Tommy Powerhorn beforehand, neither did you, but it's great to see uh, the people that you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to come across do well. And um, he just held his ground. He, had, he got off to a great start in the in the week, uh, as a few of them did, and just mm. held on in some tough conditions as the weather sort of got a little bit harder to play in, um, especially that last day. Yep. And, um, you know, just held his nerve, finished with a pretty good birdie on the last to just claw back that T3 position at minus 14, Uh, it's pretty solid. And, you know, when you think about what's on offer for for these guys, obviously money. And we'll talk, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, But for the ones that qualify, that aren't already qualified through the order of merit, you know, there's three DP World Tour cards on offer. Uh, Tom spent a bit of time talking to us about that. And, you know, now that he's got an Asian Tour card stone up, um, what having a DP World Tour card might mean. And, you know, the the, the things that go with the positives, and yeah, not that there's negatives, but just the challenges that having you know a couple of tour cards might have. Not putting the you know Moz on him, but um, you know, if he was to um, secure one of those, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, it was a great week. Um, down there, it was a great week for me on the range. Got to see a lot of the uh, the guys that and girls, um, the turn up week in, week out, and you realize how just. Much they grind, you know, turning up, grinding on the range, getting back into it, and then trying to make a score, trying to make some money. And um, and then they move on. And this week, uh, all those players are pretty much up in Sydney at the TPS. Bonnie Doon, uh, a course that you played, and and I think you like it. Uh, I've played. Mm. I definitely like it. So we'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, the Vic Open Pro-Am. Michael Hendry was the ultimate winner. Mm. Uh, did it
1: fairly easy in the end. He did. Yeah, I... Um yeah, I am not going to downplay Michael Hendry's result because he 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 smashed everyone really twenty one under, um, four clear of second place. Meet Dave McLuzie. but I there was certainly a benefit to playing the uh, beach course on round one. But hmm. the, the weather was perfect, um, and the creek course is the easier of the two courses. Uh, and yeah, the guys, I think after round one, I don't I can't, don't have the specific round one scores in front of me, but I would say the splits would have been pretty good. Everyone played pretty well on round one, um, but the guys that played the creek probably went a smidge better, and then if you went and had to go out and play the beach in round two when it was a bit rough, uh, yeah, you probably got the rough end of the stick, and if I look at the final scores here, I just did a really quick count of the top 20. Of the top 20 players... Only six of them uh, played the beach course in round two when it was harder. Uh, Dave Mickalusi and Tom Powell being two that that point that finish at the pointy end. But yeah, I I don't um I don't downplay the guys um, Michael Hendry in particular who who was unbelievable all week. But it was certainly a benefit to playing the uh, the tougher course on the easy day or so.
0: Now I don't know Michael Hendry, uh, but I did have the chance to stand. Literally shoulder to shoulder with him on the range, and you know, I guess if I can add any value to the podcast, it's giving these insights that I've been lucky enough to get by basically standing on a, the practice range on a Monday and a Tuesday, and shoving a you know brand new launch monitor or a couple of them in front mm. of as many people as I could. But I got to stand next to Michael Henry. Now he drove down on the Monday. He wasn't there Monday morning. He didn't practice on Monday. He's obviously some time back recovering from that shoulder injury, which kept him out for, and hasn't you know he hasn't had a win since. Think 2017 on the Australasian tour. Um, but he was there on the Monday afternoon, and basically, several New Zealanders were there. There were plenty, plenty of Kiwi, um, guys and girls uh, playing, and there were several of them there all at the same time. And he just I watched him go along and, and check in with each of the young New Zealanders, Kit Bittle, Changi Lee, um, uh. Luke Toombs, they're all sort of there practicing, all separately, but he went and checked in with them all. And uh, Changi Lee, um, he basically gave a lesson. You know, Changi just said, oh, this is what's happening. And I watched him give Changi Lee uh, a lesson, got him to shallow it out. And um, it was was really good just standing there Hmm. watching, listening to a young up-and-coming New Zealand touring pro who, you know, is yet to make it, and then one who is absolutely very established, um, just helping each other out and just watching him, you know, be the – with the big Daddy of uh, the New Zealand golf guys and it was it was really good to watch that um, it was great to see Dave Mikalozzi obviously uh, Dave is you know, a regular feature down at Peninsula Kingsville where he is always there practicing grinding away putting in the work uh, when he's not out there touring and we've spoken about Mika many times before um, I don't know Mika that well Enough to say good day to, and he says good day back. I know some of the other young pros that are in and around his um, you know, friendship group a little bit better, they all love him. Uh, and they love him because he's playing such good, and they love seeing what he's doing. Um, he is just playing every week, every tournament. He seems to mm. just get more confidence and play better yep. and, and just be able to finish things off now. Um, and it just took, it seems to sort of have taken a, a year or so, but he is in the box seat to you know, pretty much be playing his trade on another tour okay. next year. Um, maybe Europe, whoever know, who else knows what other opportunities might present between now and then. But, um, you know, he, he earned that third spot and played really, really well. And uh, and then, of course, we had that uh, tie for T3, Tommy Power Powerhorn. Um, mm. I can't remember the, the rest of the results uh, who was up there, but one of the other um, very strong finishers had a strong round, maybe round two or round three, uh, Daniel Gale. Is Daniel Gale on there? Is he? you got the data yep. on Daniel Gale? Yeah, where, where did Around,
1: uh, round one he had 65 and round three had 64. Yeah. If if you
0: want to uh, eavesdrop in on a character in Australian golf, eaves, go and watch Daniel Gale. Uh, he's probably pretty serious when he's out there on course, but it's two times I've got to spend some time on the range with Daniel Gale. And I might have spoken about it the first time after the Oz Open where Gale turned up after winning the Winning Pro am. Which is a big money pro am, which was the uh, straight after the Aus PGA. It's the Monday, so they missed basically. He missed basically coming down for the Monday. Played up there, won. Was down on the range at the OZ Open, 7:30 Tuesday morning. And uh, and just launching into 129 mile an hour driver bombs no warm up nothing like that just said let's let's put this full swing kit to the test, and he was basically at it again. But this time he had a crowd, and uh, he had uh, who was it? Changi Lee, Austin Batista, and a few other young uh, pros just winding him up. He cranked he cranked the driver up to 130.1 miles
1: per hour, and uh, to put that in a context, yep. what what would the I won't say what would I do because we know that you know my swing swing speeds very high but for your normal regular punter your 18 handicapper, what are they swinging at? did you just say I know my swing speed is very high oh, I'm sure mine's enormous so yeah well, you, no I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you've
0: got to tell the rest of that story <laughs> further on ah um, uh, look you know in all the I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of driver yeah. fittings uh, in my ten years of doing what I do plus ten years of measuring my own swing. For van- vanity reasons, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, now, I, th- I think the highest I ever measured my uh, driver swing speed back in the early days, this is 20 years ago when I was 30-something, um, it was 117 miles per hour. And I, th- yep. I had a bit of a head wobble up then <laughs> and have had ever since. Um, and, you know, the continuation of jagging a couple of long drives, no more, has um, kept that head wobble-, wobble going. So I see the normal people... The normal people, that sounds terrible. I see the sort of me- median of the you know, golfers that come into a golf shop swinging at around 90 miles per hour between. A decent golfer's going to swing high 90s, early 100s, yeah. 101, yeah. 102. Someone with a bit of athleticism about them is going to be swinging about 103, three, four, hundred sort of three to 109. And yeah. Basically anything past like 107 to 115 is sub elite yeah and then anything over that is phenomenal like pga tour 117 yeah. is pga tour level yeah right um so I'm
1: 130 supposed, odds bananas
0: 130 is bananas a long way of getting to say that daniel gale was absolutely smashing it and hitting it straight too yeah right but it was it was just walking in you had i took a video of it and i missed pressing the video button um you think someone who operates a video camera for a living might <laughs> be able to operate a phone uh he walked in and he said, I'm going to put some pump-up music on. They are like, what are you putting on, Gale? What are you putting on? He said, I'm putting Britney Spears. Britney Spears, I'm, pu- I'm putting this out there now and letting everyone know because he, he put it on camera. Out there yeah. and I didn't press a button. That Daniel Gale listens to Britney Spears for pump-up music. What song? I don't know, I, didn't, I didn't. I was too busy cacking at Britney Spears. Um, yeah, right. Maybe it was I Did It Again or one of those two, but yeah, yeah he walked in um, and pumped up. And uh, anyway, that was that was a bit of insight. What else did we do? Um, had a good chat with uh, Harrison Crow, who's off to – are you – Masters? My, yes, well, he's definitely off to the Masters in the Open, but I think he's going early maybe this week or next week for a practice round um, hmm. to get some reps in at Augusta. Pretty excited, uh, to say the least. A uh, Great bit of um, vision on Fox that I saw – on Harrison Crow, just about his involvement with the Jack Newton Junior Golf Foundation. A bit of a um, replay of the, the Jack up there in the Hunter Valley at Cessnock uh, from December. Uh, we still miss Jack and all the work that he did for the junior kids, which continues on. Harrison Crow is the benefactor of the great work of the Jack Newton Junior Golf Foundation. He's off to Augusta. Um, what else? What else did
1: I see on the range, Mike? What, um, what else did we see? I saw Ryan Ruffle shoot a, a pretty, uh, I won't say ordinary, a very uh, amazing round one score. Uh, he, he fell away towards the end. Uh, I think he finished at, yeah, he finished at nine. But sixty-one in round one on the creek is a is pretty pretty good going. You um, would have seen a few of the girls out there, obviously, definitely did. Yeah. I definitely saw
0: uh, Gia Shin, and yeah. uh, I was mesmerised. I was mesmerised by Gia Shin's chipping. She just. Uh, you, you know the range there, you've seen it. The mm. chipping green is quite near the range, so there's not a lot of space to walk between it. And she was just standing there, she'd hit some on the on the range and then just turn around and just clip some onto this little chipping green. It was pretty hard packed and she was just nipping them absolutely beautifully and I was just mes- mesmerised by that. If I, mm. if we talked about this last week, I'm not sure if we did or not, I can't remember, was, last week was a blur. Yeah, it might have been telling me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am, yeah, but it was just amazing. Uh, who else? Um, oh, shout out to... You know, a young lady who's become you know, a, a quite a good friend uh, of mine now since I met her a couple of years ago, Brianna Gill, um, just keeps playing you, from strength to strength, you know, getting top of the field results in the women's order. And, um, you know, it's just not a name that... It's not a household name, you know, unless you follow the women's uh, Australian tour intimately. But if I said Brianna Gill, not many people who listen to this podcast would probably know her name. Sydney-based golfer and is just really playing well. Brianna went out and played with. Remember Brianna? She was the one sitting next yeah, to us at last the the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, went out and played in the in the pointy end of the last um, uh, groups on Sunday with none yeah. other than Kari Webb. Now, what a what a absolute. And she was excited. You know, She's she's been around golf for a while. She's not the not the oldest, you know, woman on tour, but she's not the youngest. And uh, she was pumped to be playing with Kari Webb. And I guess rightly so, the, you know, Australia's greatest ever golfer. So shout out to Brianna because she's playing really good golf and she'll be up there at the TPS in Sydney. She's mixing, you know, you, you get to talk to Brianna and, you know, she was working remotely she does work that allows her to work remotely so she turned up at the range in the afternoon she'd already been in town for a couple of days so she'd had to do a day's work on the computer you know like what you do when you're away working on the computer and then go and hit some practice in and then continue working while she's trying to play in a in a tournament and you know same as this week she's up there working playing tournament it's um that's that's life and talk about money Hmm. um the other young man that i got a, a good insight into and had a chat. Second time I'd spent time with him on the range was Kit Bittle, talking about the Kiwi golfers. Uh, Kit Bittle is one of those young New Zealanders. He was the chap that uh, that had the hole-in-one at the uh, TPS uh, Murray River and won, won the BMW. Oh, that's right, yep. Now, I've never spoken to a professional golfer that's won a BMW before. Wade Ormsby that won uh, a year's worth of scotch was about as close as I got. But um, to talking to someone who won a significant hole in one prize, well, this young man, you know, once again, playing on the Australasian PGA Tour, won a BMW and you could not still wipe the smile off his face. And he just said, you know, it's a life changer. It's an absolute game changer and a life changer. And he just mm. meant it from the bottom of his heart how how much just that opportunity Going to mean, yes. If anyone's thinking, is he going to keep the cart? Definitely not. Um, but he's got to get it back to New Zealand, he's got to float it across to New Zealand and then probably move it, find a home for it over there. Um, and yeah, you know, that money just could make the difference for a, a young man, um, yeah. playing his game. Um, Vic Open, you know, who, um, it was, it's always a fun week, and the yeah. course is great. That was, those my insights from a little bit more of uh, in depth there. GA Shin won the won the women. Shout out to Kari. Uh, Kari. Shout out to Kari of course. Um, Keely Marks, who played all four days. A young amateur, PK member, uh Heritage member, Jamie Glazier client, um, played all four days. That's a massive achievement for a young amateur to yeah. um be playing in those conditions against that uh, that quality field. The women's field was a high quality field, Japanese girls, Australian girls, uh Korean girls. There was a whole heap of uh, yeah. international um field there. Yeah, anyway. No, Sorry, uh,
1: the the girls, um, yeah, there was some some good golf. I watched a little bit over the weekend. Um, it was live on live here in Melbourne, so uh, that was good. Nice uh, little relaxing afternoon. Um, but yeah, G.A. Shin uh, won pretty comfortably, five shots over Grace Kim. Grace Kim's playing some really good golf as well. Um, but no, it was um, it was good. It's always good to see. You know, I know we're going to talk about some of the other tournaments around the world this week, but gee whiz. You talk about growing golf um, and growing the game. You've got an event like this at a great course where the general public can go and play any day of the year for $130. You can go and watch men and women playing in the same tournament, same courses. Um, Again, this week they're not against each other as they are in the TPS series, but, yeah, people out there wandering around, no ropes, you know, told bring your dog down, like just – Get better
0: and plenty of people the crowds yeah. seem to be you know quite sizable from watching it on the TV you yeah know, there's, there's probably double the crowd there that they've DP world Tour have ranked in in oh. a couple of events where they've been playing there their was events. there
1: was there was ten times the amount of people at the Vic open this week than there would have been in Oman and Singapore combined yeah,
0: well, yeah. you know and we'll talk about that when we get to that point I guess Um Anyway, that was Vic Open. I hope you enjoyed it, and congrats to all the winners and the people who uh, figured. And thanks to everyone who gave their time to me. Andrew Martin was the other one that I meant to um, – uh, what a solid player he is, former PK member, li- lives down at Ocean Grove now. So that was basically his backyard, but just a solid, solid golfer who just keeps popping up in the results. Imagine if Andrew Martin ended up with a DP World Tour card. Um, a a life, life changer. Anyway, good luck to all the rest of them uh, for
1: this week at Bonnie Doon. There was only one winner from the week that I'd probably say we weren't happy with. Well, sorry. I might say not happy with, but disappointed in. That was Jeremy Cameron uh, from the Geelong Cats, for anyone who follows Australian (laughs) football. Um, Jeremy, I know you're probably a listener, Mm. but I'm telling you now. Is any way, there's no way he teed off the same tees as us in the longest drive comp in the pro am Because he has hit that ball. I was trying to tell people, he would have hit that 300-plus uphill. Yep. Would that uh, be a fair guesstimate for the longest drive winner? Oh, it had to be more than 300
0: metres, like well more than 300 metres. a 419-metre hole, par 5, yep. plays as a second, so you, I don't know what it plays as normally. Uh, he had like a wedge in to this... <laughs> 5, five 490 meters. So I take eighty off that.
1: Yeah, what's that? Three sixty. And the la- where his ball would have landed, where the marker was, was up an incline. Like yeah. it wasn't like it was on the flat and rolled to there. Like it, it
0: must have flown there. Well, Mike, it had to be three sixty because it, you said it was sixty in front of mine, and mine was at least <laughs> was
1: three hundred was miles. Mine you, was three hundred. You got yours out there. I, I well, uh, Officer Carter, uh, Scott, who played with us, he he got one out there pretty good, and then you. You you got him. I didn't get either of you. But then yeah, when we got up there and I saw how far away that marker was, so Jeremy, um, yeah, that was that was rather impressive. I don't don't think yeah, disappointing when you see someone that win another putter. And talk, talk Scotty Cameron putter.
0: Yeah. AFL players don't need any more Scotty Cameron putters (laughs) or any more golf (laughs) gear, like, you know, the poor golf shop owners. Uh, No, you've got to be giving it away. That's exactly right. As I was going to say, anything that comes into this, as we've committed to this year, anything that comes into the podcast just goes straight back out to the listeners. Um, Yeah, Jeremy Crammond, good on you, um, but that was ridiculous. Leave it for the
1: people. Leave it for the the little people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, ah, But But it was a good day. I I, I should say, I know we're going to talk about the problem. No, let me
0: give you credit where credit's due, Mike. So. You, you saw my little video. Sorry for the wind. If you did see on Instagram where I gave a bit of commentary and I said I was flat, I was secretly quite proud of the, the man here with the uh, Tiger Woods shirt on that I'm looking at. The usual long drive hole uh, that I've played every time, it's my fifth year, uh, was the second. I'm pretty attuned to you know hitting a ropey toe draw um, down the second hole and getting the down slope near the tree. If you know that hole, uh, it's the 18th in the tournament. Um, sorry, it's not the second. It's the eighteenth in the tournament.
1: Yep, it's you know the, what I'm talking about. Fourth the, or the, something. Yeah. yeah, the
0: fourth. The one that's coming into the where the beach club is. You hit yep. it out near the right where the tree is, and it slings down the hill. And I sort of drop kicked it and got it down there. And and you got yours. And as I said in the video, every shot you were commentating yourself to yourself. <laughs> I do that um, within about a millisecond of it coming off the face. So you you've obviously got you know innate like you know golf feel. Yep, that's a good one. And it was Jeremy Cameron sort of distance yeah, in front good. of
1: mine. Yeah, you piped it. You had a six No, iron. I did. You had and a six I've, iron. I've played that. I would have played that. But the uh, the beach course, thirty times, and I don't think I've got anything past the tree line. Maybe once. Maybe twice. And that was yeah, fifty meters past the tree line. I was what, way down. What happened? What's the secret? Uh, tempo is the first thing, mm-hmm. and. Um, not trying to kill the ball and just really getting my body in the right shape. But you know what makes it a lot easier? That that format doesn't hurt. Yeah. When you've got Tom Powell-Horn, literally, I think he missed one fairway for the day mm-hmm. um, and out there long. And then you and Scott Carter belting him out there as well. It was free and easy to take all the pressure off it. There's no worry because we played from the best ball. So it made it a lot easier. And I think I'd, i didn't score a point for us on the hole before so a little bit of anger a little bit of timing man just worked out well but yeah i think i got that little speed slot like you said just off the tree line which i don't normally get close to uh
0: and um scott carter world well under you uh your swing and our ball striking keeps improving every time that i've played with about three or four times that we've had a game together and uh you're striking it really well um it was yeah but uh Anyway, that's the Vic Open. It strain tour moves to Bonnie Doon this week, a course that you love and I love. Um, It's looking magnificent. I saw some pictures today from Blake Collier, and I don't know what they've done up there. The rough is it's a little bit PJ PJ West like. The rough is all brown and the fairways are all bright green. Whether whether that's whether that's sort of augmented for the uh, TV, but uh, yeah, the paint out. Yeah, it's it's looking good. Uh, It's looking great. What are your thoughts on TPS Bonnie
1: Doon? Um, yeah, I played it not long after the Renaults, the OCM Renaults, and I did enjoy it. It was something different, and I do appreciate Bonnie Doon being a course where a plotter like myself, when they're travelling Sydney with their golf clubs, can just call up and say, hey, um, any chance you can let me come and have a hit, which was really nice, so thank you to them. Um, I really loved it, loved the old clubhouse, and, um, yeah, I I enjoyed the day. I was out there by myself and took my time, and, and, um, and, um, yeah, it was good. You know, not many times you can play that close to central um, central Sydney. Um, there, there's a lot of good courses around there with the lakes and Royal Sydney. No, no, it's um, the Australian. The, the Australian
0: lakes, East Lakes, Bonny Doon, New yep. South Wales, St. Michael's, the coast. Yep, yeah, nothing's
1: cool. too far from each other um but no i'm looking forward to it it's a it's again it's a stellar crowd but it is back boys and girls fighting each other this week um dave michaluzzi is a favorite not surprising andrew martin second Elvis smiley who was um probably got a lot of press last week grace kim playing great golf um no i'm looking forward to probably catching a little bit of this on tv i won't i will oh no we'll be in sydney on friday maybe i'll go and have a look oh well, there you go hello
0: on the ground you probably got your press on the ground. Pa- you probably got your press pass. You know, still wait season press pass uh, waiting at the. Uh, I do. Yeah, the, go the, and pick the, it up at the at the counter and go and pick it up. Elvis Smiley. Uh, just back to the. Whoo. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great finish to poor Elvis's round last no. week.
1: No. Going uh, going but, with
0: the driving iron off the tee and then hitting a hitting a uh, off the toe off the hosel one of the two. Yep. Either way, uh, as a left hander at And uh, that last hole at. It's, um Yeah, where we were, 13th yeah, Beach, it's not the one you you
1: are you, 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 uh, Yeah, you can't uh, go
0: left. Uh, he'll learn from that. Um, well, I'm going to put my money on uh, Andrew Martin this week. I had a chat to Marto. What a boy from Bendigo, just a honest, great young man, playing great golf, just hits it down the middle and gets it done. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Martin.
1: That's good. I like that. Um, I'm going to mix it up. Well, I'm not going to mix it up. I picked this person last week to have a good week. And they did. Um, and uh, Well, I'd love to see Tom warren win. But I'm going to go with Min Ayun again. Uh, mm-hmm. Following i backing up from her, uh, from her win down at Rosebud, and I'm going to pick her to win again. I think, um, yeah, I think she's very, very good. So, yeah, I mean, look, obviously there's, there is some sort of benefit for the girls. Um, and I keep saying girls. I'll say women. I'll say whatever. But you know who I mean. Um, they are playing off the forward tees and – some of them can really get it out there. Obviously, they're not, they're not any anywhere near as long as some of the guys are. But um, I just think that, yeah, her, her skills around the green were elite at Rosebud. And if she can play with that again, she'll be right in the mix again.
0: Uh, well, if you are getting out to Bonnie Doon and you want to send us a pic of you on course,
1: uh, we'll certainly repost that. And um, PK, that it, PK normally goes. He normally goes. he went last year. I, think uh, I watched him. I was texting him the whole way through. He couldn't get out of the bloody camera. He's was following her around for the
0: whole last round. Uh, maybe PK can be the man on the on the ground down there. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good luck to everyone playing at Bonnie Doon. Um, it has been great a couple of weeks getting the insights for what the young tour players in Australia uh, face week in week out. We see them turn up on the TV, but when you when you're there on Monday morning and they're grinding away, um, and they've been playing somewhere else five-hour drive away the night before, you know, you really start to appreciate and respect what they do to um, bring us the entertainment. But uh, more importantly, you know, try and make a living out of this great game. Okay. What else, Mike? Um, probably the Phoenix Open, uh, the waste management. Phoenix uh,
1: Open. Yes. Yes. Big, uh, big, big weekend in Phoenix with the Super Bowl and the Phoenix Open. Uh, I would say half of the PGA Tour probably finished up as early as they could and shot over there to watch the game. Um, yeah, it was a big week. Um I won't say it was surprising, Scotty Sheffler won. He he really is like an invisible man. He's one of those guys that you don't quite notice how well he's going and then he kind of wins an event every, you know, four or five weeks. Which is pretty um pretty impressive stuff. Um but he, he won in the end pretty comfortably. I really did think John Rahn was gonna just gonna run him down in that final round, but he just couldn't get there and Sheffler couldn't miss. Um uh, which that which, you know, he's gonna do um which is not going to happen to not going to happen too often that you gonna be able to fight off john Rahm comfortably um he's, john, a, he's uh, a ball striking machine scott sheffley he's just an absolute premium ball striker and you know, unquestionable he's he's a ball striking machine he's he's a really good driver he was really wayward this week though i think he's normally i mean he's reasonably long but he, he would he couldn't keep it on the planet in round two or three but he somehow just kept getting using those ball striking skills to get the ball in the green and he parted well this week. Mm. I felt like I haven't looked at his numbers, but I'd say his strokes game putting would have been very good. Um, and Rahm was kind of a little bit similar, but he wasn't really getting up and down like the other, like like Sheffler was. Um, yeah, it was it was a good week for Jason Day again, which was good. He was in the picks, so if anyone in in the and teep, uh, Teepster in um, Discord channel saw the picks that went up, so Jason Day was one of the people to bet each way, and he finished fifth. Which was a very good week for him again. I think he talked this week about wanting to get back to that point where he's a bit, you know, can't sleep on a Saturday night, you know, because he's up near the lead. And um, yeah, I think he he would have been pretty happy with the result. Look, he did he didn't ever threaten to win. We'll come we'll come back to that. But pretty good. My to form just
0: is already off to a well, it's a stinker, but it's, it's I should just follow what the data lake says because I've already picked Jason Day. I picked him a week ago, a week ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> He
1: did, we, he did, he did.
0: tory it and, Torrey, um yeah. People, people, Torrey Torrey Pines? Yeah, P- Tory Pines. And I think he got some money for me, but nowhere near what he would have got for that. And like no. every week, someone that I pick one week is dud, and then the next week they're brilliant. Jason Day, um, it's great to see Jason Day playing good golf. Like a, Australian golf needs someone like Jason Day he speaks well, he presents well, he's, he's a great golfer, deserves to be up there. And, you know, the other one that we saw was um, – was Ricky Fowler, you know, the resurgence of, of Ricky. You're probably going to get to Ricky in a second. Yeah.
1: But- Ricky, um, Ricky was good this week and it was Ginger Ninja sent us a message and asked what what the fascination is because the Americans go mad for him. Like, they go mad for him. Um, I'm not fussed about him either way. and But I think Ginger Ninja was kind of curious as to what it's all about. Like, why do the Americans go mad for him? And I just had a bit of a think about it. And, and all I could come up with was, I mean, he was – he was a little bit like, you know, came up probably around well, it'd been a year or two around speed, if not the same year. He was the golden child. Hmm. Like he was he was winning winning a lot. I think there was at least one season where he was top five or top ten in every major. He won at least a couple of times in the years around that. And I think everyone expected him to be, you know, the next big thing. And he was an American and he played in the Olympics and yeah, big fascination. He had a unique position,
0: you know. He, he had the uh, the orange from his uh, the all orange kit, from, all orange kit on a Sunday from his college. What college did he go to? Uh,
1: that's the um, rocket will kill me. It's the um, yeah. This is it's the, it's the cowboy one, I think. Yeah, come we
0: miss you, rocket. You know this stuff. You you eat, sleep and dream this sort <laughs> it's of.
1: The that, um, it's the one that um. It's the one that Hoblyn went to as well. Oh. Um, but Hovland. he had all that.
0: He had all that and did all that, and he put that type of. I guess, personality behind golf, and and that's what the game needed back then, and I think a lot of people, you know, under under my age, you know, because Ricky's probably mid-30s by now, um, under my age, but, you know, close to your age, you know, grew up with their PGA Tour fix, being fixated to, to Ricky Fowler. I know, if, if I reflect back on 10 years ago when I started at and Golf, um, the Puma kit was all mm-hmm. the rage. People wanted to buy. If we didn't have the orange pants, which you know you can imagine how many pairs of orange pants in Puma. Oh God, it's still same them out there. You'd stock. Um, if we didn't have them for the Ricky Fowler fan, you'd you'd be in trouble. Can we? Can you get some? When are you getting more? Can you ring around the stores and see if they've got a size thirty-two orange pant to match up with the orange shoe to match with the white belt and the orange top and the? Can you get the broad brim hat with the Puma and? Yes, the big. Be- People were okay. mad for it, and he put yeah. that he put that sort of stuff on the map. And I think people still love him. You know, he's like the, the golden boy of that era of golf for for America. But I think his his you know the way he brought golf to to the younger demographic, even the mm. young,
1: the, the kids, good with the kids, yeah, great with the kids, looked up
0: to him, and he was always there. And and I think that's why he's been so endearing now. Who's who's the next Ricky Fowler? Who who is doing that now? Is it you know? Can you name anyone? Can you just is there a Ricky Fowler that comes to the top of your mind now when you think about it?
1: No, no, not 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 someone that I mean. There's people that come to mind that are up and coming and and looking to break out, but I I, I would struggle to think of I mean, you know who I think of just racking my brain, but he's good with kids, and I think is really like a bit of a man of the people, and not just because he's, I think he's got 27 kids, that's Tony now. he'd be the only one I could think of, but I, he doesn't resonate with the general public like Ricky did, because he never won, because yeah. Ricky was winning. Yep,
0: so I think that's why Ricky Fowler is so endeared, and I think everyone likes to see someone like a Ricky Fowler come back, you know, you've yeah. got your Tiger Woods t-shirt on, you know, it's Riviera this week. Tiger Woods is playing his first PGA Tour tournament since 2020. You know, we've only seen him in majors between now and then, or the Zozo, which was, I think was 2020. Um, So everyone's obsessed with him. And Ricky Fowler's not comparing Ricky Fowler to Tiger Woods, but, you know, the same sort of thought. They want to see someone like that back Mm. who they can, you know, hang their hat on and and ride home. For us, a little bit like Jason Day. You know, those guys played together and, and you heard them talk so positively about each other's game, and then being back together, and and what they took out of each other, and hanging around, um, hanging around each other on the golf course. Um, they want to play well. They're not they're not there just to you know bank a check no. and make the numbers. That they want to play well. We we want it like we want to see Jason Day
1: play well. And one one thing too, um, I'm going to say he probably still wears it or still carries it, and that's, um, you know, Ricky Fowler was a big. Um, I'll say a good friend of Jared Lyle, and he had the Luke the Duck logo pin on his hat forever. Uh, he might still have it on; might have had it on the weekend. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, he he was a really good support. Um, yeah, just an all-round seems like an all-round good guy. Um, so yeah, good luck to him. Uh, again, the fascination I think there is obviously for the Americans that it's the, the bit of like the Golden Child, a bit like Spieth. But um, yeah, and he went to uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Pistol Pete, the cowboy, is their logo. So Rocket. And you can stop swearing at your radio.
0: Um, you mentioned uh, Jared Lyle. Obviously, I uh, saw Brian e. Lyle. I don't know if you saw Bryony e. Lyle down yes. there at uh, yep. 13th well. Beach. The I think it's Friday is um, Jared Lyle Day. It was in, in recognition of the Cancer Council. The players were yellow, so uh, it was good to see that. And another one who would have, I'm pretty sure, uh, still had his uh, Luke the Duck head cover on his bag for the waste management. I didn't see it, so I can't. Clarify it, hundred percent was Herbie. Uh, Herbie was my tip in the Teepster. Um, he did, he did have it on. Did have it on. I, yep. I, I, I didn't think Herbie would win. I thought he might have been hoped he might have been a little higher up than T fifty. But I'm pretty sure that he was happy with his week. He missed the cut there last week, and uh, yeah, I got a message from Jamie when I was sort of watching. Said, mate, good luck today. And they're already out there. Um, he said, Rory is epic. So know yeah, playing. The being paired with Rory for the first time, um, you know, it's pretty epic stuff for, for Herbie. If you did, if have you noticed Herbie's um, Instagram,
1: uh, I follow Herbie on Instagram. Which
0: part? Well, the more professional approach to his uh, Instagram.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, the really nice photos that he yeah. did. So yeah, Herbie, I did notice,
0: huh? Herbie's, Herbie's got a, one of his mates on the ground there. Uh, I don't know how long his mate's staying there for, but just curating some stuff. And it's great to see. I, I, I said to him, I said, mate, it's great. It's great insights to see that and, and well done. And, you know, I think a lot of the top end of the PJ Tour players are now doing that sort of thing with the amount of money that's on offer for the pip. I, I know for a fact that Adam Scott has employed a person to do his media might cost him a couple hundred thousand, but if he pulls a couple of million out of it, it's it's a net one point you know eight million dollar win. So, you know maybe Herbie's taking uh,
1: even even without the people, I mean, God for Herbie's sponsors and anything he can punch out through Instagram, he's going to get get some good um good refunds out of it. I would think. Well, it's just great. It was it was it's good to see that level of insight
0: um that's presented so beautifully well. So uh, well done, uh, Herbie and um. Well done, Billy. Billy Hewitt. Billy Hewitt is the uh, Herbie's photographer. If you want to go and follow Billy, that he'd, he'd appreciate that. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Billy is the one out there punching all the good images out. So good on you, Billy. Um, what um, else? What else? Max Homer. Well, Max Homer. Max Homer? I don't know. I just saw Max Homer's name. I'm probably thinking about the Riviera. I, I've, uh, yeah. I've, I've picked Max Homer for, for this one. Are week. you
1: already? Well, we, well, before we get to yeah. next week, Yep. Yeah. we need to go through this week. Yes. Um. You asked about my picks. I picked John Rahm, and there was a reason why I picked John Rahm. And we talked about this with Tom Powell Warren um, because even a third place—I think I even said—even a third place would be nearly as good as uh, winner's prize check, and it was uh, 1.38 million for John Rahm. We got this week for finishing third, and there was that was the best result we ha- anyone had, and there was a bunch of us that had him: Scott Warren, Sam Windsor, Adam Phillips, Hyphy Hippo, Dion V. Three Puddle die. Who I think is Scott Carter. Level FNM, Who's Ben? Pultz, Bogies to birdies and me. So that's a lot of people. Have we got um, Scott? Have we got Scott Warren in the uh, tipster? Yep, he's on board. He's is, on board. Is he? Is he a new tipper? Is he new? Uh, I'm not sure. I can tell you where he is on the ladder because he's, he's thrown one point three eight million into the kitty this week. Oh. Uh, no, he must have been picking because he's. On 1.7 total well congrats uh, scott warren now if you don't
0: know scott warren's name immediately off the top of your head and you wanted to learn a little bit more about bonnie Doon, where they're playing the tps this week you can listen to the australian golf passport podcast um which scott warren is the co-host with our good friend matt mollica mm. um, so they've, their latest episode which came out last week is all about bonnie Doon, and um scott warren is a very knowledgeable young man on golf architecture uh, strong opinions uh very active on twitter not shy of saying it how it is for him, um, which is good. Well, good on you, Scott. You're welcome teepster for us. Um, you didn't win the bag, by the way. We'll announce who won the bag uh, shortly, but it wasn't you, Scott, so sorry about that. Um, okay.
1: Well, the um, the quickly, the top five, because we always give out the top five. So, HiFi's jumped up to the lead uh, a couple of good weeks in a row. Tour Junkie is second. Um, Trent P., Roe Adams and Lee1149 still holding up the top five. Uh, I am sitting in ninth. The Rocketman is sitting in 30th. Uh, I'm scrolling down. Mlog Roscoe is in 55th. My mum's in 50th. and if She'll be listening to this. I've created a monster. I swear to God. I get text messages four times a day. When does the goal finish? My guy's doing really well and... When is it on the TV? And God, I've had to I literally had to send her PGO to a radio um through through the internet so she can listen to the radio. That's how that's what that's what's going on. She's very confident. Um and I'm trying to look for doc uh marketing, but I can't see him on because I think he missed his tip again this week. But look, there's a long way to go, guys. Uh, can I welcome another new
0: tipster Uh who yes. was who was very pumped when we when I um introduced him to the Teepster uh, concept last week down at 13th Beach. Uh, Dave Cameron from uh, Survivor Golf. So Survivor Golf is a national uh, golf event um, which Dave puts on. It's in Cairns, it's around Queensland and this weekend it's at uh, the Eastern Golf Club. Uh, I might see if I can pop out there Thursday, uh, Friday morning, sorry. And uh, But Dave joined on and picked, uh, picked Scottie Sheffler, I'm pretty sure, straight away. No, picked uh, John Rahm straight away. And um, No, Tony Finau. He picked Tony Finau, that was right. He sent me a message saying he was very excited. I've got Fino, and uh, Fino um, got him some money. So it got yeah. him
1: Tony Fino got him three hundred and thirty-five thousand for a T fourteen. So um, he, he basically caught up to me in the one tip. That's that's <laughs> that's,
0: that's what I mean. You can anyone can that's get on. That's
1: way it works. It's a long way to go. Um, do we want to announce the uh, the winner of the bag? Uh, yes. We're a week late, apologies for everyone, because we, did, we were going to do it last week, but um, yeah, obviously we're in the prime and running around like headless jokes.
0: Uh, no, we've got the Titleist uh, players for, I just want to credit it, because it's been sitting here since uh, last year, um, it's the, the Titleist players for plus stand bag, the black stealth-like uh, colour with the white Titleist on the side, you know, the one, you've probably classic got one. I do,
1: I've uh, got the exact same bag. <laughs>
0: Uh, you had the randomizer draw it. And, uh, I
1: did, and, and I <laughs> I will say one thing. So I, I did the randomizer wheel, and I'll post the results. <laughs> but the first time that I did it, Rocket's name came up. <laughs> I forgot to take us out. So Rocket, you're not getting the bag. So I did it again. Rocket one. Rocket one. Like legitimately Rocket. He legitimately <laughs> – the first name that came up was – was m log rocket and it's like uh no, let's go again so the second spin came up as uh I saw the name on the leaderboard. he's in 13th overall I think it's a heat the golfing tattooist the Are golfing they, the golf you're kidding
0: no. The Golfing Tattooist. You know who
1: the… I gol- they are. You know. No, who- I've heard you say the name, but I don't know the person.
0: Uh, the Golfing Tattooist is is one of uh, the cohort of Golfing Tattooists. There are a handful of them in Melbourne. Uh, Dan Maudsley. Uh, well done, Dan. Well done, Dan. Is, right on, Dan. Uh, well done, Dan. He's a… If there's a more mad golfer, mad keen golfer, I, I don't know him. But uh, Dan is one of them. He just loves his golf. Oh, he'll be raped. He'll be pumped. Is, is, uh, he's in Melbourne. Uh, Dan… Check out Dan Dan Morsley, check out Mitt Squires uh, and the work that they do. If you're into tattoo, um, just a public service announcement, those guys produce work that is out of this world. So if you want tattoo, um, go and see Dan Morsley because you'll get the best tattoos you've ever seen, especially if you like sci-fi stuff and... Boba Fett and um, oh, yeah. Star Wars and the Mandalorian. Real, I love the
1: Mandalorian, the
0: realism stuff. Mate, those two guys are unbelievable. And, and Mick Squires got Dan Maudsley into golf. I'm pumped that Dan Maudsley, the golfing tattooist, uh, won the bag. I'm well, time sure. the time to thank Rocket. <laughs> we, should, we should. We should. We should try and ring him. I might try and ring him. Nine thirty four. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he might answer. Oh,
1: don't do that. What if he's been up early? What if he's been like me? He's been up since five o'clock. Yeah, but
0: we've got a big announcement. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's not often we get a big. Anyway, okay, we'll just, we'll just leave it and see if he listens. Yeah, um, he'll, yeah I'm sure he'll go If he doesn't
1: claim... listen, we'll give it away to someone else. If he doesn't. 24
0: hours to claim your prize. No, we're not going to yeah. do that. Um, I've got some other stuff here to give away. I don't know how. We, should we? I've got some. We'll,
1: we've got to figure out some prizes for the overall, and, and maybe we'll do a prize for the masters as well. Uh, we'll do each for each of the majors or huh? something.
0: Uh, if anyone's waiting on a hoodie, um, uh, Lloydy, you're waiting on your hoodie um, that's coming. I've just got to put enough orders together to get them printed at an economical price point. Uh, but there's some coming, Lloydy, and uh, also Josh, your hoodie's coming. So if anyone wants a hoodie, let us know. Uh, I've about to put I told you
1: about in. the last time someone saw me wearing my hoodie. I think I've told this on the podcast, but I'll tell you again. You had to sign autographs? No. Oh. The guy that was in front of me said... Oh, I love those guys. And I got all excited thinking, oh, wow, he knows who we are. And I realized I was wearing a no-lying-up hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, podcast better. (laughs) I (laughs) love those guys.
0: I got a message today from uh, a listener. And um, he said, thanks very much for the Carl Morris podcast, which came out last Mm. Sunday. We probably didn't talk about it last week. But if you want to listen to another mental performance coach. Um, You know, we talk about Jamie and his work. You can check out Jamie's new uh, course, more affordable course. You can rent his videos, whatever. But uh, Carl Morris is one of the best in the world and I had the chance to speak to Carl recently and that podcast is not last week's but the week before, or the episode before. So check that out. So it's always nice to get a message when someone's listening to something and taking something out of it. Really do appreciate that. Uh, What's next, Mike? Um, I'm not sure where we're going. Um,
1: We'll just quickly probably go through this week. Yeah, Riviera this week. The cat is back. Um, Tiger is back So um, yeah, I really hope he plays well I just I just hope he makes the cut Obviously uh, he is the host I still believe of this tournament So that that's probably one of the reasons This is a second uh, back-to-back elevated event So again, if you are doing Teepster This is for the big big coin So don't be afraid to go and use one of your big guns um, It's a stacked field So Rahm, McElroy, Sheffler, Shoffley, Thomas Finau, Homer, Morikawa, Cantlay, Im, Hovland, Spieth they're all here.
0: Twenty-three of the top twenty-five in the world all playing. Is that right? Pretty sure it would be. Yeah.
1: The only ones that wouldn't be would be Cam Smith, who yeah, ain't playing. Um, I don't know who else might not be playing. I don't think TJ's top twenty-five anymore. But um, yeah, there wouldn't be many missing. Let's put it that way. Um, it's 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 the way the PGA Tour will work now is literally around these guys showing up to all these events. So yeah, and you said your pick is uh, uh, no. I'm picking the bloke that's
0: probably going to win next week, Max Homer. Maximus, mm, back to back. That's probably not going to
1: happen. I'm just trying to get some some stability. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Max Homer is not the not the worst pick. He obviously won here what two years ago. Um, he last year, very no, well, he's, no,
0: he's reigning champion. Oh. Is he? Yeah, he won
1: last year. No, though. no, no, no. Last year was. Um, oh, sorry, no, my Neiman. Bad.
0: sorry. Yes, you're right.
1: Neiman, and he's not here. Because he's not he's not allowed to come. Yep. Um, but Maximus on the data lake ranks number four, so not a bad pick. Um, again, for the data lake, for anyone who's remotely interested, we've had a couple um, that have joined Discord to um, see the tips and see the just see um, how the data lake works. And thank you to I can't remember who it was last week. Someone pointed out there was an error in the data lake, which helped me because um, yeah, I was missing one year's worth of data. Um, so people, go- people do
0: do trawl it with a fine tooth comb.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Why not? Um, it was AB. AB uh, messaged the group, and said, "Oh, something's not something's not right there," and he it was, it was bang on, which was good. Um, and there was one other person who has oh Tish, Tish has um, has joined up to Discord to just have a have a squeeze at it. So yeah, the data lake is obviously pretty heavy to the favourites this week. Shoffley at the top, Finau, Ram, Homer, Hoagie. Si Wu Marakawa Ricky Fowler Tom Kim KH Lee Sheffler um I'm taking the number one on the data Lake and the guy who played very well last week didn't hurt that he took a real dodgy drop from behind a tree Xander Shoffle so Xander Shoffle is going to be my one and done pick this week went down um, went went down a peg or two in my eyes look I I think we've talked about it with Blakey a couple of weeks ago the the, the pros will flex the rules, but they know how to answer questions that'll help their benefit, but yeah if someone, the lie that he had was unplayable, full stop, and yeah. he should have taken a drop and moved on and he got free relief from his second um, rules official um, but not only did he get free relief he then got, you know, a great line to the to the green and was able to take a clean shot there and made a birdie the next group through was Scheffler Scheffler hit one into Sort of not the same spot, but, you know, he was, he was blocked out. He didn't even bother. He just took an unplayable and kept going. So, yeah, I wasn't too disappointed when I saw Xander get a little bit of karma, come back, and I think he bogeyed his next two or three. So, yeah, he, he's my pick this week. So, hopefully, he stays out of the trees. Um He hits approach as well. His tee green's great. He's, he's putting reasonably well. Um yeah, greens and ragged, good. It's you know, it's a ball striker's course. So do you wanna I'm to, looking forward to playing. For that. those
0: that didn't see it, not everyone, you know, might understand what happened there, but do you want to explain what happened with the drop?
1: Yeah, so effectively he's teed off and was the ball was jammed up against the tree, like there was no shot. Like he, he even if he tried to hit it at right angles sideways, I I reckon the club head would have just clipped the tree. I don't think he would have got club on ball. Uh, when he went to have a look at it, it was in the sandy sort of wasteland desert there at Phoenix. And he said, well, my foot is in a burrowing animal hole and I need relief because I can't possibly swing because my foot's in this hole. Now, the hole couldn't have been that big because there's just sandy wasteland. The first rules official said, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to work. One, I don't think you can hit it. And two, that's not, not, not going to work. He said, well, I want to, you know, the old Karen and said, I want to speak to the manager. Um, get 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 your boss down here. And, and supposedly, from all reports, the first person wasn't a local or wasn't um, au fait with all of the possible burrowing animals that could be at Phoenix um, at Scottsdale. And they brought in the manager and the manager goes, no, nope, you're right, you can have relief. And so, yeah, he got relief from that. His stance then was unimpeded and shock horror, he had a, a great shot into the green. So, um... Yeah, he, yeah. It, it yeah.
0: didn't. It didn't look like a de- a burrowing animal. It just it could have been no. anything. But you know, what's easy for us to say on the TV. The the commentary. I think Immelman Gate was giving it to him. He was a bit mortified that he was getting relief. Yeah, he, he reckons it was uh, a bit of robbery there. In it, his, it, it
1: was. It was. I think that for me, he would have to have felt like he. He would have to have felt guilty. I don't. I don't see how you get away with that and think nah, that was that was all good. That was one hundred percent above board. I don't know. You just need to look onto it. I think we retweeted the photos, but if you just look at where the ball was and where it ended up, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't seem. It's not right. Not protecting the field there. Um, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, that's what happened there. If you are impeded by a obvious burrowing animal, so in Australia, of course, we get rabbits, and pretty much that's the main burrowing animal that you'll find you know, leaving a mess on a golf course, if your ball's in that or if you have to stand in it, well, you know, you're entitled to free relief um, so that's the rule and uh, so he got advantage of that, so good on you Xander and I hope Mike uh, you know I'm not, I'm not wishing ill of Xander Shoffley so you don't, mm. you know, keep climbing the Teepster ladder because you do have <laughs> the job of upholding the mile of golf end of the ship in Teepster so, you know you've got to perform so people keep trusting in the data lake. Um, but anyway, Xander Shoffley, uh, good luck to you. Yes. Um, the, uh, um, Riviera, it's in – uh, f- is, is, it, is it in um, Ranchos Palace? Yeah. No, it's not Ranchos Palace. Nah, um, right,
1: right in the middle of town, just about. Well, you it's know, on the coast. It's west to west.
0: Yeah, it's the, to the coast, to the north, to the west sort of thing. Yeah. Um, interesting course, Kikuyu. Got some interesting holes, um, classic finishing
1: yeah. hole with the, the houses and all the rich houses all the way around it. They're yeah. looking over it, very, very wealthy house. Probably, um, what probably one of the most famous short par fours in golf. 10th um,
0: is that the 10th? Is it thereabouts? Yeah,
1: I think it's 10. Yep, yeah, um, no, oh, 10 or 11, somewhere around yep. there. Yeah, it's a, um, it's one of the ones that's probably, uh, probably changed the way people have played it over time the course and the clubs that people are hitting the ball and everything else has probably changed um, it's just great watching some of these guys try and either knock it on or you know depending on where the flag is a lot of the guys would probably just hit something up they're thinking well if I'm in the pot I'm fine I'll get up and down but just where those pins are there's just no guarantee you getting up and down uh, and just looking at the guys and their strategy it's probably one of the best things to watch I think there's probably it would be It'd be a real shame, and I'd say that there's a good chance it happens. It'd be a real shame if that's not the hole that they have someone mic'd up for this week. Just to really, really listen to, uh, I'd love to hear some caddy player conversations about what they're trying to do uh, and talking through the approach to it and then the execution. That'd be really, really good to see. Uh, Speaking of mic'd up, a lot more positivity
0: around what the PGA Tour are doing, the coverage, yeah. uh, revamping websites,
1: et cetera, et cetera. Um, oh, don't talk about the website.
0: Oh, it went down. Did it crash?
1: No, it's it's making my life a nightmare. The new the new PGA Tour website looks great, but for pulling the data out, it's um, it's not as user-friendly as it used to be. Oh, really? So it's, it's doubling or tripling the time it takes me to run the data lake. Yeah. So that's okay. I'll figure out ways around it, but yeah. The new um, formatting is a bit tricky. Well, keep it, it up. Good, though. It keep up good. the miking.
0: Keep up the talk of the strategy. You know, we don't need interviews, but we just need to hear what's going on, the thoughts, the inside, the minds of uh, people playing at that level. Um, you know, you get to see a little bit, a smidgen of that in a pro am, but you know, when these guys are playing for super dollars and that, they're you know doing it in tournament. Um, that's what we really love.
1: Did you see the predictable on the? Did you watch any of the PGA Tour this week? Uh, a little bit, but I didn't say the predictable. No, I didn't say The it. predictable, um, not sure about it, but it was just different, so it's nothing bad. But basically on the screen they would have a a, a drawing of the hole from above and it would have yardages to the pots or whatever it was, that so was the par three. And then as soon as the ball is struck, it literally shows a pinpoint that gets smaller and points roughly where the ball's going to land before it actually lands. So it's predictable. And basically, yeah, on the path three as an example, it might sort of start and then it sort of sharpens quickly to five feet right of the flag. And then you they show you the, the ball coming in and you see the ball land, you know, ten feet right of the flag. That's close enough to it. But it was pretty impre- <laughs> it was pretty impressive um, technology. I don't know I don't know that that's the best way to execute it. I, I'd prefer to see something that shows um, percentages of where scoring would be from like if this part if it lands on this part of the green it's going to be an average score of 3.1 it's in this point it's 2.95 and then when the ball's coming in unless you're getting an idea of how good or bad they are but i don't know don't know but it wasn't bad but yeah if you do watch it if anyone's watching the golf this week i'm sure they'll keep running it but it is like you said it's good to see them doing stuff that's different how
0: do they generate the
1: data no idea there's some sort of doppler radars or whatever it's not a it's it's not part of the um trackman stuff. It's it's quite interesting. Off I think I saw Scratch Golf, I think, put a video up of it today. So I'll just retweet it so anyone is listening that wants to have a squeeze, I'll put it up there for you.
0: Okay. Well, um I be that's interesting because you think they've got all of the do they do it for every player?
1: Yeah, it- it's like as soon as as soon as soon they're on the tee box, like say they've, they've got the par 3 16th, yeah. uh, 16th last week, you know, John Rahm tees off and, and they do it, and then the next black shuffle stands up and do it. And they do it, does it? Cool. It's, it's pretty impressive. Um, now, this isn't really
0: uh, – well, is it PGA Tour? It's not really PGA Tour. It's Netflix. Um, tomorrow is the the launch of the full swing uh, series by Netflix. Is that correct, Mike? And have you had a preview of – it? how did you get a pre- sneak preview of – um, full swing Netflix documentary documentary uh, drama so is
1: it? it's a document. a document well yeah I'll say it's a bit of both um, yes so anyone who watched the Super Bowl I think it was it tells you how good their um, advertising is I want to say it was Michelob Ultra it was one of the American beers that I do not drink uh, they had a um, they had a a link so a QR code that if you click you could sign up and then you would get a link through to the, to the first episode of uh full swing. And so, yeah, basically Monday time, So around lunchtime, I was able to watch the full, the full, uh, 50 minute first episode. Uh, I know we spoke about trying to maybe do something
0: fan based down at big swing golf as a, as a watch party might have to do that, uh, in the coming month. Um, maybe, maybe after daylight savings or something when, uh, when
1: it's dark, but, um, do you want a spoiler related or just? You... Um, oh, look! The, every episode's out tomorrow, so the whole season is available. So if anyone oh, yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. sit down this weekend and watch them all in a row, like they do with uh, the, the, the Netflix, Drive yeah. to Survive, yep. you can. Um, the first episode was a Justin Thomas heavy slash uh, Jordan Spieth episode. Uh, it's called um, "Frenemies," and it was really good. It, I think. What people are going to enjoy is well, one I'm gonna make my wife watch it with me. She didn't watch that one, but um they really do a good balance of stuff for the people that don't follow golf and us fanatics. Um so they really talk through what a par is, what a bogey is, but they do it in a quite a good way. Um showed a lot of stuff from behind the scenes, which was good. Um, it wasn't probably nothing groundbreaking for us. I don't think that'll I don't think that'll be I think the more episodes you could see coming up that they showed down the season. There's a lot of stuff coming around live and all that sort of stuff. So that'll be really good to see behind the scenes. Um, Yeah, it pretty much, the the, the part that I think that the golf lovers like us that are going to find different is a bit like Drive to Survive if anyone watches the Formula One. It's not mapped out in, right, we're going to do the Australian episode first and it's going to go to wherever and it's not all in order. So, this was a very heavy Justin Thomas episode. It was very heavy PGA, which is obviously not the first major of the year, let alone episode of season uh, tournament of the year. So, yeah, that's going to be a bit of jumping around a bit, but the general person wouldn't have a clue. They probably most people that don't follow golf religiously wouldn't even know that, you know, the PGA is not the first major.
0: So, is it as, you know, interesting as Drive to Survive is as a golf product? Or is it a little softer? You know, probably you know golf a little more deeply than you do Formula 1, but I'm fairly yeah. sure that you've got a good understanding of Formula
1: 1. Is it softer? It's, it's, it is softer. I mean, yeah. you can't, there's no, mm. no one's driving a car at 300Ks and a chance of hitting the wall. So it's not, it's not as thrilling as a Formula 1 um, event would be. But, yeah, I can see that there'll be things coming up that are going to be good stories, you know we all know the overarching stories of live and the pga tour for the last you know 12 18 months this is going to show a lot of that by the looks of it and a lot of the backhouse conversations and it was good you know that i won't spoil anything so people can get in, get into it if they haven't already watched it they'll be able to watch them all tomorrow but and um, maybe we'll have a chat about some of the episodes in the next couple of weeks but um yeah i, I think it was good i think they'll do a good job of telling the story and, and i think it'll be a slightly different lens but I think everyone should just keep in mind it's probably not necessarily written for the golf sickos. So a lot of the stuff is going to be interesting and I'll talk to things that we might be like, yeah, of course, but it's kind of like the first thread of the story that might bring in people that don't necessarily love golf but have some some sort of affection for it that can then lead them into being interested in the future stories. So I think it was a good – that's the – um. The Welcoming hand, what's a handshake? The um, first hole that like, it was like the first, you know, welcome, you know, we're setting the scene for the season. So, okay, it was good, it was good. It was like it was obviously heavy then, it didn't delve into any of the live stuff yet. Um, that was kind of right at the end, they did a preview up, upcoming later in the season. So, do you yeah. think, do you think
0: Mark Caridi would come on and do a bit of a review? Do you think she's
1: going to get involved
0: in, in this? <laughs>
1: no, she doesn't even have Netflix. I so, know oh, she does have Netflix, but no, I don't think she'll watch it. Well, right, she should. Yeah, maybe she will. Shall I'll find listen, out.
0: Mrs. Creedy, can you listen to Netflix and <laughs> give us a weekly or a rundown of, of, of your thoughts? Wouldn't mind. Uh... No, don't
1: say that, because you'll probably watch them all before me and then call me up and talk to me about the spoilers. Oh, did yeah. you see that bit? No, I haven't seen that yet. Do you think? Do you think Mrs. Creedy would come on for a guest appearance and be a guest reviewer? You know, like uh, really Maybe. Get the... Well, we record at 9.30 and she's probably in bed at 8.30, oh, so maybe. We need to start earlier, though.
0: <laughs> uh, well, there you go. It's out tomorrow. Um, good luck to everyone that's staying up. I'm uh, well, not staying up, but i have got to binge watch uh, every episode on day one. Um, usually, something that I do. Um, last thing, I, last thing I binge watched with, uh, strangely, with Mrs. Miloff of Golf, which I thought would be the last thing that she'd want to binge watch, but we did. Have a guess. On Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure it was on Netflix or one was, of the on one service. of the streaming services. Yeah, Sport, um, sports oriented, California based.
1: California based, yeah, no idea. Cobra Kai.
0: Oh yeah, that's
1: <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that no is idea. terrible. Um, Turn your brain off for half an hour. So yeah,
0: well, imagine
1: just right.
0: Imagine, imagine just letting receipt for re, repeat rinse repeat for an hour. We've and a half.
1: we've been binge watching. Um, I always mix that name up. It's called Below Deck. So there you go. Another reality reality TV of um, super yachts. Is not. That's terrible
0: stuff. haven't been to watch that. There's many other things that that I get to watch, but um, I can't remember the names of them. I could put them on. I've usually got my phone on. Uh, terrible. Yes. Uh, okay, what else? Champions Tour? Um, yes, I said, boy. I said, everyone get on Greeny. Everyone get on Richard Green. Now, the reason why I said that to you, and I said, can you bet on Richard Green to you know figure in the um, Charles Schwab Cup? He said, there's not a market for it. You can't. You can only bet on individual tournaments. I should have known that, but I didn't. Uh, It's because um, uh, Marcus Fraser at the Peninsula Kingswood uh, charity Pro-Am basically told everyone to put their houses on Greeny for this year because he is an absolute star. He just brained them in the the, uh, Q school and that he would do very, very well. Well, it looks like Fraser's predictions are already starting to bear fruit because um,
1: what happened within the Champions Tour with uh, Greeny? T3. T3. T3 this week. I think it was his first event, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Hensby second. Um, had a bit of a poor final round at 75 at four under. And Stephen Ames brained him at nine under. Um, but yeah, Richard Green. Just just line and length. Uh, so he'll be certainly one to watch. And it's a really tricky... Um, it's always a really tricky one, the... the, the um, the Champions Tour events it, it, from, a, from a betting point of view, or whatever you want to look at it, it's always the same guys at the top Stricker, Harrington. I mean, Padraig Harrington nearly won a bloody European yeah, Tour yeah, event yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. So he's not exactly uh, battling. Stephen Elker has been unbelievable. Uh, Ernhard Longer is literally, yeah, I don't know how he does what he does. Ernie Els, Jerry Kelly, and then Richard Green. So to have himself ranked, you know, sixth or seventh in the betting card against those names and those guys have been racking up dollars on this tour for a long time, says that, uh, yeah, people are starting to respect him, which is good.
0: Mark Hensby, another uh, friend of friend of uh, the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast and a friend of mine from Junior Golf Days at uh, Tamworth Terror. Uh, it's it was so good to see him you know up there and, and doing something um well yeah two-time winner on the pga tour one the john deere
1: and uh maybe one other forget forget the other one maybe one the john deere twice yeah one John Deere, yeah. it's a funny old i mean i know i'm getting old when the guys that i'm looking at on that list they're all guys that i started following when i first really started looking at golf you know who was kj that? Choi, hensby hmm. um Rod Bambling's there, Y.E. Yang, Justin Leonard, Marco Dawson, Scott McCarran, Bob Estes, who was, was my favourite at the time. Marco Dawson doesn't, doesn't. I cannot remember Marco Dawson from. I just remember Marco Dawson, I'm pretty sure he had like a bit of a goatee going, and I don't think he has it anymore I've never seen the picture of
0: him. Can I tell you the f- funny story about the first time I ever saw Marco Dawson and I thought mm-hmm. what was happening? I saw him at the Open 2016 at Troon, Royal Troon, and he was, um, you know, Shelling some peas on the range, he was just striping some balls down the range, and I thought, oh my goodness, that player's caddy, is just <laughs> it's just loading up and hitting a few down the range. And I thought, how, how does that work? Is that allowed? I'd never been to an open before, and I just thought, maybe the caddy's just uh, having a hit while he's waiting for his player. No, he was the player, and it was Marco Dawson. So there you go. That was the first time I ever laid eyes on Marco Dawson, and I thought he was the
1: caddy. He might be the one to watch this week now. Uh, he does have the goatee still, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of those guys that, yeah, they've been around forever. I mean, you've got guys from all the way through, you know, Kurt Triplett, Joe Durant, Billy Andrade, you know, Tom Layman's playing, Billy Mayfair, Dave McKenzie's playing, Apples is playing, Noda Begay, Noda Begay. Dave McKenzie, what a golfer. A great golfer. Yep. Uh, Chris DiMarco, the man that, the reason I do a claw grip, uh, Chris DiMarco. Fred Funk, another Robert Allenby's playing. Sandy did, Lyle's playing. Did you see your um your video sneak into the... I did, I did. Yeah, oh, it's funny. I don't realize I don't realize how much I stand open. I did get asked if that was a legal putting stance. It is a legal putting stance. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, actually, did you I know, made did, a birdie you, on the first hole, so there you go.
0: Did you know that I was taking that video when you took it? When
1: I took it? No. no. I, I did. Oh, do you know what? I didn't even see the post that you put up of the long drive bit until I think I saw it a day or two later or maybe someone, I don't know what happened. I just missed it completely until quite late. Ah, if you stayed um, with us till an hour and nine minutes or so
0: uh, that, that we're in, I made a video of Mike's putting stroke, um, which, you know, has often been talked about as an illegal, you know, move. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. No, <laughs> no, it's clearly not. <laughs> It always it always uh, works very very robotically, um, but it's fluid. It's um, side saddle uh, type of putting stroke. You know, side saddle claw. Side saddle claw. Patent, um, patented, patent pending. It brings back memories of defeat at Pennant by a player that used to putt side saddle back in 1997 um, when side saddle putting wasn't even invented. Well, Mike's obviously taken it off uh, that fella from Portsea Golf Club. Um, yeah, so I posted that. If you think it's still on the Instagram, please go and follow the Instagram. Then you'll see Mike's side saddle claw putting just rolls it supremely. Um, yeah, sorry about that, Mike. I should have told no, you. that's right. Full disclosure, I, I, sh- I should have told you. I was taking a video of you.
1: No, don't no, worry, mate. There's nothing. Uh, it makes it a lot easier when you're playing with, um, obviously, Tom Powerhorn is exceptional at golf, professional. You're playing off three, and Scotty Carter's playing off five. Made my day very easy. Mate,
0: I couldn't bust an egg last week. Um, Had a couple of decent shots, but uh, putting just putting seems to have left me uh, of of late. Anyway, doesn't matter. Get a
1: ping putter, new ping putter.
0: Yeah, I I was putting with a ping putter. Oh, the ping catch, the most stable ping putter other than yours. Um, Maybe I need to try the side saddle claw.
1: Mate, you know you wouldn't be the first.
0: Um, I had to go of an arm lock putter.
1: And that's not for me either. No, I can't do the arm locks. I can't do the arm lock. And I, what I was told a very long time ago was to try the left hand lock. And I can't do that either. Yeah. yeah, I can't do that.
0: I can do it for one hole. I can try any putting thing for one hole. And I get to the yeah. second, I'll go, oh, I can't do this. Um, no.
1: Okay. Have we? No, I think, I think that's it. I think. The only ones that I that we should shout out, Rain Gibson won on the Corn Ferry Tour this week, which was great to see. One hundred eighty thousand dollars in his pocket, and Brett Druitt had a really good week as well, tied third. Um, be great to see. I think he's been battling away there at rain for a while. Uh, world record holding eighteen hole score, Rain. Um, I think it'd be great to see him uh, finish in that top top twenty five still, top 24, 25 and get his card for next year. Some hard work. Um, and the only other event that was on this week, well, was two we're two only of, going to go through this because of Blakey. Yeah, Blakey, Blakey, there, were getting we get angry. There was
0: know. there was two events. There was the DP World Tour, and and really, yeah, we really want to talk about the Asian Tour because of Blakey. Because Blakey's out there playing his trade, uh, calling out all of the rules and broglios that he uh, gets the call out on the uh, Asian Tour. He'll be in Qatar this week. He was in Oman last week, where um, uh, what's his name? Kana Kana Kanaya.
1: Kanaya. Kanaya ta-
0: ta- Takumi Kanaya. T- T- Takumi Kanaya, a former world number one amateur golfer. Um, yeah. Very good golfer. And uh, he had a win. Yeah. The DP World Tour. You look at the fields in the DP World Tour and it's just, it's, it really is a second string tour now, isn't it? It's, it's,
1: it's. I mean, it is. I don't know. We talk, I mean, it's a bit of Tom um, on the golf course. Um, but it is. But you know what? With all due respect, it's always been a second, yeah. a second number tour. I don't know. There's no money there. Simple as that. And live, live like it or lump it. As proven, you have to have money for people to play there. Um, and playing in Singapore is not going to help. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna half <laughs> preface that. Playing in Singapore is not going to help. The is not going to help the European Tour or DP World Tour, whatever you want to call it, because. It's going to help it become a global tour, but it's not going to help it in any other way. There would have been four hundred dog watching that tournament there. The course is a course. I think if we worked that out it was four hundred dollars if you want to play there with a member. So if we want to talk about, I'm going to go on a rocket rant here. Um, you want to play the music for me? <laughs> um, it's it's not it's not growing the game. I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't see how it grows the game. Singapore Classic and the and the event in Oman. No one's at either of those tournaments. They look like ultra-private courses. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I know the one in Oman I think we worked out was about 270 to play. I don't know how many people play there. Um, so there's no one there watching it. I don't know that people will be playing the course. I just don't get how it's growing the game versus Vic Open. Men and women, families, dogs, no ropes, free entry. Yeah, that's, that's growing the game of golf. Getting getting more 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 people involved in it, and I don't I don't get this, I don't get it at all. Um, and yeah, look, good luck to the guys that won. But Occhi, yeah, Stridum. I don't know much about
0: Oki stridham no. who won the Singapore Classic. Uh, look, and I I probably get a whack off some of my friends that are sort of in and around the DP World Tour, working wise. It's just yeah, you just want that tour to be big and strong and, you know, having great players. And I've never heard of hockey Stridham, really, unfortunately for hockey Sorry, I apologise. South African. Sammy no, Valamarki think- Vellamar- is a great golfer. Um,
1: yeah, Sammy, Sammy. look, I think it was another one of those events, right, where Sammy Sammy was probably the one that was the name that was coming through that I think people thought might pinch the win. Um, But 63 on the final day by Oki didn't let that happen. Graham Forrest, Ander Lombard, Pavon, Rosner, um Ryan Fox made an early final round charge. There was a few names there. They just didn't play well. And, and Oki played amazingly, which is great. Congratulations to him. 320,000 euros is great. Um but yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't see I mean it's a fill-in year, right? Yep. The all, all of the stories are next year's PGA tour uh schedule starting in Jan and running to August will integrate a lot more European tour events, which is great. If there's three or four now, there might be six next year. Um, you would hope that at least a couple of those are elevated events so that the the fields are going to be amazing, but they're going to be in Europe. You know, they're going to be in Scotland. They're going to be maybe one in the Middle East. They're not going to be in Australia. Simple as that because there's no money here. Um, so they're going to have these things around the world. Now, maybe, maybe their calendar looks like this in 18 months' time. Maybe there's more events down here and maybe they we end up getting one in Australia. Who knows? But yeah, adding on the Asian swing for them, I don't know. Well, uh, let's let's talk about the event
0: in Thailand quickly on the DP World Tour because you know, the one thing to do um, for us to get behind it and watch is because we've got players like Blake Windred, we've got our very own Louis Dobler, Demi Papadados, Jake Scrivener, and Anthony Quayle from Queensland playing
1: in this week's event. Island, yeah. And it's got it's got a lot of big names. Or more more big names, I should say. So they must have had some sort of rule about playing this swing. So Nikolai Hoigard Bobby Max playing Jordan Smith, Thorbjorn, Olsen, Olison, uh Antoine Rosnar, Richard Mansell, Takumi Kanaya last week's winner is there. Adrian Otegui Kiridek, Apibanrat, uh, Villamaki's back, Alexander Bjork. Yeah, Ashton Wu. There's some big names. Pavon, Zanotti. Um, Scrivener's there, hmm. Xander Lombard, Andy Sullivan, who played I think he plays golf the other week, um, Tristan Lawrence, Guido Migliosi, Lane Gask. There's, there's a lot of guys that we know, probably a bigger event than the uh, than last week's event, um, but yeah. And we've got uh, the International Series
0: on the Asian Tour at Qatar playing at um, the Del Harg Golf Club this weekend. Pretty good yep. field. Pretty good you know, A lot of names We don't know But uh, who we got there Who have we got Have we got any We've got Hendy Handy. We've got uh, Travis Smith. Travis, Travis Smyth, Smyth. Is Travis Smyth's in the top 10 In their order of merit uh, He's popped up there
1: um, Who yeah, else we got? We've got Smith, uh, Zach, Myers, Zach Mars Zach Mars Wade Todd Simmons Jumping all over the place At the moment He's there Kevin Wan Or is it Ewan Yeah. Yep uh, uh, Terry Pilquedaris Getting a run Um
0: uh, Terry Marcus made the cut. Play. Terry made the cut last week. Terry Who? made the cut. Terry Papadot. Timmy
1: Papadados was Timmy Papadados. I don't know where he finished, but he was top five at one point. Uh Jack Thompson's got a run. Um yeah. There's a, there's a lot of Aussies playing. Um there's also a lot of Saudis. Um that none that I know and never heard the names. Um obviously this is the one of the their Asian tour elevated events. Um International series, you know, linked to, you know, loosely or solidly to Live. Um, two and a half million US prize fund. It's a lot of money for an Asian tour event. So, so how so many about, how many of the Live players are actually playing? Great question. Uh, not sure. Don't don't think it's one of the ones that they have to. No. Whereas the uh, the the Saudi event the other week was. I need to go and, I need to go and try and brush up on who they are again um they really have gone to a different place schwartz was playing um henny Duplessis. so he's i think he's part of live justin harding there's a few um south africans are definitely across there um yeah don't know yeah there's not there's
0: not that many yeah
1: oh smith wade sang moon bay
0: what a player there he's not he's not a live player but uh former Ryder cup president's cup player here that's how it's his entry category um sang moon bay
1: Mm. Actually, that's one thing I do like on the new PGA Tour website. On the tournament entry list, they've now added a column to tell you how this person has qualified for that event. Very good. Pretty good. Mike, I think we might leave it at that. What do you reckon? That is a lot of golf, yes.
0: that's uh, an hour and 20 of our finest.
1: <laughs> uh, we, used- was a, we did say it was a big week. It's, it is tough when there's so many events around the world and we're not going to do this every week and obviously – Sadly, we're not having so much conversation to talk about Aussie events either. So um if there's stuff you want us to talk about that we're not, please let us know. Uh, absolutely. And if there's stuff that we are talking about that you don't
0: want to hear, uh, <laughs> please also let true. us know. Please <laughs> let us know that as well. Uh everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh to Dan Maudsley, the golfing tattooist. Congratulations. Uh, you have a tight list of players for staff not staff, stand bag coming at you. Uh, I'll make arrangements to get that to you ASAP. We'll work out some other giveaways. I've got some hats there from pretty much every brand in golf to give away. We'll put some various uh, giveaways to go um, together. Some other good stuff there. I might have a little backpack uh, Callaway. Oggio backpack over there to give away at a later stage all good stuff happening and uh, we really do appreciate your support. Magic Mike uh, congratulations um, for another successful week of um, putting together all of that data and keeping the world and Australia full of cheese with the King Island Dairy Works Um, total unsponsored plug that but uh, we love a King Island Dairy slab of cheese uh, down here. Might have to give away some of that um, when we hit another milestone of something yet to be determined thanks for joining us Mike Thanks, mate. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening and uh, all sport the support in my love of golf. Really do appreciate it.